Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the funny pass of life. 7.50 and an overcast morning. Kind of those funny overcast that look like a, you know, grayish kind of gloomy day, but many of them here just move on as the morning wear on, kind of like the those foggy morning in the heart of California that are quite crazy. Some of them in the northern part quite thick, you know, kind of dangerous. And just by late morning or early afternoon, they just kind of melt off. So here we are, one more day, get the pack on. Oh, just realized I didn't take my, uh, my B12. I'll do that when I come back, when I bring my pack in. Got the laundry in. I had uh, five people uh, yesterday. So let's see. Well, yes. Let's see where I'm going to go with that. Um, okay. So I had... Uh, Two ladies from Norway coming in, uh, one younger lady from Denmark, uh, an Australian, and a Frenchman. They pretty much, I think, arrived in that order, actually. So the Norwegian lady were quite chatty, so it was kind of nice, you know. They enjoyed the, my fresh, cold brew of uh, lemon water. Actually, everybody did, and almost everybody all the time does. Oh, but hold on a second. No, they did. They did. I was just thinking because they had a, they kind of had a short day uh, for the two Norwegian lady. It was the first, uh, first day on the Camino from Lebronia. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. So anyway, kind of nice. You know, they kind of arrived early, of course. Lebronia being only 12 kilometers, and. Uh, so kind of kind of nice, and uh, and then shortly actually while I was looking at them, chatted for a while. The Danish gal came in. Don't ask me the name; I don't remember. And they were not crazy, you know. Some of them are kind of funky, Scandinavian names. But uh, we have to do the big climb to start with. Back on this morning. And so, so yeah, it was nice. Kind of got jazzed up, and you know, then you know, the day goes like the day goes. And uh, the Australian guy, sweet guy, sweet man, a little reserved. There was something about him, kind of see a black cloud around the guy, and but very nice. And then the French guy came last, a Christian, a Catholic guy. You know, it's uh, they are such a minority in France, and even more, as far as the youth is concerned, they are very, very few. So, so anyway, and this guy came last, and everybody had dinner, so it was kind of nice, kind of a nice and definitely different from yesterday with my little. Teacher of the day, you know, that American guy that threw me off. 
And then, uh, as everybody was sitting and I was basically doing the icebreaker, the parents of Angel showed up. Just came to hang out for about half an hour to water the plants, something they had to get, and then they left. But it was nice to see them. Anywho, asking me how everything was. And uh, so kind of nice. And yesterday was Monday. So it looked like almost everybody was going to go to church anyway. So I was like, perfect, I'll go to church that evening. You know, I try, like I said, at least once a week to get communion and to be to be in there. Uh, I haven't really had the urge or the want or the need to go more, you know. But the energy was good yesterday. Many times in the evening, I'm just tired when I'm done. And uh, and then I kind of felt like inviting that Australian guy. I kind of asked him, you know. And he was like, no, I'm not going. I'm like, okay. And then uh, as I was talking to the Frenchman, and I was like, yeah, I need to go put my pants on. And he was like, oh, my pants are drying. It's like, don't worry. So you're a pilgrim. As a pilgrim, I went in short. and uh, But he still ended up putting pants on. And then uh, as I was walking upstairs to go put my pants on, I kind of made a strong eye contact with the Australian, Australian guy. And I was like, you know, I'd like for you to come with me, you know. For whatever reason, I'd like, I'd like for you to come with me to Mass. And so, I don't know, you know, I mean, it was like, it was kind of weird because kind of almost like pushing that, you know, in a way. But it felt right to ask it that way. And when I came back down, he ended up coming with us. So my whole... Uh, my whole bunch, rebaño, my herd of pilgrims, everybody went to Mass. There was a kind of a, uh, I don't know what you call it. So they had a funeral that day. And so in Spain, at least, when you have a funeral, then there is acknowledgement during Mass about the funeral and some of the family members uh, will participate in Mass. And uh, as we were walking toward the church, there was this big bunch of people gathered outside. And I was like, well, that's kind of strange, just because it was right at the church. And if it'd been in town, it could have just have been people gathering, like, you know, you would typically see in the summer months when it's nice, people start to gather outside when the, the heat of the day start to fade off. But uh, that was uh, because of that funeral. So, anyway, sorry, going up here now. But nice. It's like I said, nice, uh, a nice day. Uh, the one thing, though, that I get out of it, a couple of things, actually, that kind of came up that I found interesting and that I'm definitely mindful and maybe increasing my awareness has to do with uh, one I was plugging in some fillers in a silence and that was interesting so with the guys coming back from the mass wind of sitting outside for a while and chatting and you know it was nice 
but I, I find myself being a little uncomfortable. And maybe I have a feeling responsible, not quite sure, but basically filling the space with staff that were not necessarily, you know, that meaningful. So it was interesting to being like, huh, a little bit uncomfortable with the silence. And uh, the other one, as I was, I was talking to this younger Frenchman, you know, him being Christian and kind of him making the case why Christianity was better than Islam. And uh, I tentatively try a little bit, not much, but still, to being like, do you really feel like you have enough of an understanding about that religion to, to, to make such a statement with authority? But that didn't quite work. Uh, and then I realized, yeah, I got lost there. You know, I, I got lost into staying in the making sense of things, in remaining rational. You know, I could have actually just left it with, yeah, it's just something that I, I don't get it to because I don't know enough. And I would have been fine. But I kind of try to, that kind of debating part in me at times, that I do. Uh, hold on a second. <laughs> You know, that that enjoys debating, you know, sharpening, you know, steel on steel with other people. But realized, yeah, kind of, there was a slippery slope there, you know, I kind of got caught. So, like I said, I definitely, uh, if there is a heaven, you know, an earth, I'm definitely a lot closer to earth. But, you know, one day at a time. Doing a okay, hold on a second. I need to put more weight on the shoulder here. There we go. Yeah, because it's pushing on my hip. I mean, it is a heavy pack now. So, but you know, cool enough. I mean, it's interesting. You know, I I thought later, it's like, how interesting, you know, young men like you in such a like, you know, civic, non religious country as France. You know, that's kind of uh, moving toward religion and finding an affinity there. You know, there could have been other things. I could have gone different ways. So I'm being kind of more and more aware of sometimes the way my mind works, the way it goes, its default mode, and realizing I don't necessarily enjoy it all that much. And uh, even though... As of now, I don't have a plan B, but I am I am kind of, uh, maybe I guess at least engaging in being more aware while I'm doing it and being at the same time in a doing, which is rather automatic, and then in the awareness where there is kind of a little distancing between me and uh, I guess a part of me that's distancing itself and the part of me that's the doing. And in which case, it's, you know, it's a lot of repetition, right? You know, if that happens, I say that or I do that, that means that. So, you know, you don't reinvent the wheel. So from my perspective, there's a lot of automation going on in our day-to-day -day life. And nothing wrong with that. But there are things that, to me, it behooves me to, to pay closer attention.
and to wonder and to question some of that because then the the outcome of it the fruit of the action is not really really conducive to something that i would call meaningful and purposeful anymore you know it doesn't you feel like it's obsolete that kind of uh, mechanism so to become aware to increase the awareness and then to become aware of the mechanism and then to update the software to where the response becomes something that's more fitting until it's not again. So, so that seems to be something that I do uh, quite naturally. And I'm learning it to do it more gently, you know, meaning like I'm not bad because there's something that I'm doing that I feel I could do better or that somehow something about it is kind of getting my attention. And uh, sometimes you don't quite know what to do about it. And, you know, to, to give time, to trust the process, you know, like uh, learning a language, you know, there's what's called the input, meaning like you do listening, you read, you whatever it is, and it takes a while to build a base, you know, where you feel like, you know, okay, I know, I know how to say I, you, uh, you know, where are you going, what are you doing, just kind of a, a bunch of a foundation, a language foundation. And then, then at that point, then you can start interact with some confidence because you are able to, you know, you have enough tools, enough database to start kind of a conversation comfortably enough where you're just not blowing your brains up each time you're trying to think anything. And uh, you know, definitely I, with my Japanese, uh, kind of, it went both ways. One, I was surprised that it was like, hey, some words are just coming up. So I do have, you know, I do I do have a database, but at the same time, the frustration because I'm like, oh my goodness, I know that and I can't access that word right now. So it's like I I, I haven't practiced enough to, oh, in in the most efficient way, and that is that it's been organized, and uh, but that's just an example. So anywho, so everybody's gone already, of course. The Austrian guy actually asked me last night, you know, how late, you know, he could stay. And I was like, stay as long as you want. And it does make me happy to say that. I have to say, you know, it does make me happy to offer it to the guy that you're welcome to be here as long as you want. I mean, really, I haven't had somebody yet you know, who, who might be staying until like a late, late morning or early afternoon. I think it's happened once, maybe in Alberge Verde. But there you have a lot more space than here. Uh, meaning like, you know, if I'm cleaning, then I say, hey, you can go into the yoga room now and then chill there, you know, for as long as you want. And then while I'm cleaning the Alberge. And, uh, and here I have the private dorm, which is where they can go while I'm cleaning the rest of the place. So either way, I still have that option. There are some places where uh, it's almost like some places are just a one room, basically, <laughs> albergue or refuge. And then uh, then you don't really have that option. But so far, I have had it. So it's just, it feels good to be able to offer that to my fellow human being. So, you know. And some of the conversation yesterday, you know, kind of talk, people being curious, like, what are you doing here? You know, how, how did that come about? 
the young Danish gal just quit a job, though she has apparently a new one lined up for September. But she's basically doing this Camino to find out if that's really what she wants. So, you know, she's a young gal. I forgot how old she is, but she's 20-something and uh, already kind of not quite happy with that kind of a routine of a 9-to-5 and having kind of a life. So kind of curious and was kind of asking me, you know, how does that work, you know, for... You know, to be a hospitalero. And I say, well, I mean, there are many ways, but my way is I just kind of wait for it to happen. I just do my thing and then I don't really look for them. And I just, uh, uh, I guess I try to be as ready as I can to read the signs when they come and then to just go with it. And it just seems to happen. And in my case, for sure, in my particular case, it's a lot of waiting. I didn't mention that, but it's a lot of waiting. I mean, even here on, in the Alberti, I mean, you know, I mean, in, in a day, you know, how many hours? And maybe not as many as sometimes what I think, but, you know, when I have, a, you know, like one or two pilgrim, you know, in the whole day, you know, or if I don't do dinner, you know, it's like it's it's a lot of time and it just feels inefficient, right, unproductive. So it is challenging. Uh, but that's a lot of my life, you know. People are just so busy, involved in so many things, and it's so funny that with me, there is ample time, so much time. And it's uh, my life has not been defined, you know, as of late, with that kind of crowded space. We've just really been challenged to organize and to try to fit everything in a day. Like uh, the French guy, I forgot his name, and was asking me, it's like, hey, do you need help, you know? Some people, sometimes, sometimes people do that, you know, around dinner. And I'm like, thank you, you know, what I, what I want from you, the best way you can help me is to relax, enjoy yourself, and, you know, get hungry for dinner. But it's like, you know, everything that I do here is, is a pleasure. You know, it's not a rush. You know, there's, there's time to do all of it, and then, then some, you know. And uh, that, you know, uh, I want to enjoy my the cleaning of the toilet, you know, the preparing of the albergue, doing the laundry. The, actually, the Norwegian woman, one of them, was making a comment about how I was folding the laundry. I was like, why, well, it's nice. So were you doing it? I was like, oh, I enjoy. I enjoy doing it. You know, I found my system. And uh, for, for whatever reason to her, that caught her eye, you know, because as we were talking yesterday, it started to rain a little bit, and uh, and then I have been uh, hair air drying the laundry, so which is wonderful. So it's been about a week now that I don't uh, use a dryer, and then again today I pretty much have a full laundry. The wa- the washer is full, and then I'm, I realize, yeah, I have I have the room to hang all of that stuff. I did my last blanket yesterday, so they're all put away. So for the bed bugs. And that was kind of the, the plan. So that's all done. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. So yesterday, I, uh, you know, as I was talking with them, it started to rain and I just ran. I started to rain, sorry. So I ran upstairs and then to grab, to bring in all the laundry. And then there was, I was folding it uh, downstairs. So 
I mean, even that, you know, even that kind of a rush from the rain, from the unexpected or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's not like, oh, there's something wrong with that, you know. I have no problem kind of like getting a burst of energy or, but not something that would be going on all day, you know, all, all, every day. And there could be, you know, a day here and there to where the pace is going to be crazy and I'll be fine. Oh, here's a water bottle here. I'll be fine. I'll be fine with that. I'll, I'll, I'll roll. I'll go with the flow. Roll the punches. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. But not, uh, you know, not all the time. So. Well, uh, yes. Okay. Anywho. Anywho. Oh, it looks like it's a lady with a dog. They're ahead of me this time. And looking to my right, somebody on the bike, a pilgrim on the bike, and at least like two pedestrian or pilgrims coming up. So, 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 so. Um, anything else? Hmm? What did I do yesterday? Uh, yesterday I made my nice big batch of oatmeal. So nice. I really like oatmeal. Yeah, I really do. And even sometimes I'm looking like the amount that I eat, and I feel like I, do, I could almost eat double what I'm eating. And that's more than likely double of what people eat, which is really weird. Anywho, I still feel I have this, this thing with eating. Uh, something in me feels like I'm eating a lot. Just do. And I don't, I don't know how skewed that is. I don't know where that's coming from, really. You know, I don't know if it's uh, quote unquote healthy or not. I don't know. But it's something that maybe the part of me that's kind of minimalist, all right? Minimalistic part of me of uh, eating less, you know, using less, lessening my footprint. And of course, reading the Desert Fathers, you know, talking about controlling your body, controlling your, you know, all that part of you, that greed, that gluttony. You know, to to use things in adequate measure. You know, to to eat what's necessary, but no more. And there is actually scientific value for that because overeating is one of the cause of accelerated aging. You know, of the shortening of your telomere. So by eating less, ingesting less calorie, it's actually less taxing on your system. Uh, well, it's not that simple at the end of the day because then also has to do with having a balanced meal, you know? And, uh, but yeah, there's a part of me that just uh, feel like I'm eating a lot. And, you know, like I, yesterday going having the oatmeal, I got a nice big plate of, uh, big plate of uh, uh, pie, yeah? I was actually surprised that they didn't eat. I mean, they liked it, you know, they made the comment, I mean, um, you know, that they liked the, the pie, yeah, but... They did not eat that much, so I have a nice big plate. I mean, not the first time, you know, and I do make an extra serving, so just to make sure. So when you have those big eaters, that everybody, you know, is pretty happy. And it has been a successful formula, you know, until I get to the place to where I have a bunch of monsters coming in, and there is no way I can... Uh... Oh, looks like his owner is here, so... No, there is Muddy. Okay, she's not with him. Anyhow, she's standing 
in the field further from the gate. I'm not sure if she's recognizing me yet. You know, attached. Huh? What's going on? Sorry. Well, she's not moving. Well, now she is. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Here you are. Yes, and you feel like you're getting a little bigger today. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, a little belly rub. You're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to be so big. You're going to be so big. Huh? Mm -hmm. Very nice morning. Eh? You get the, the cover of the clouds. The sun is kind of peeking through a little bit. Good morning, muddy. One is a claw. She's got like on the inside two claws which are separated from the the paw. And then on the front she has one of them, but on the back she has two of them. That, that doesn't feel like normal. I'm wondering if it's something one of a freaky thing of nature. But anywho. Yeah, but you look good. You look good no matter what. Yes you do. Yes you do. Alright. Uh, so, having a good day, having a good, yeah, he's taking off your necklace, huh? Yeah? What's that about? Hmm? And how's your chest? Still a little green? Mm-hmm. 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 Que pasa? Que pasa? because you're nice to me, yeah? I think so. Maybe he's like, hey, you're supposed to be guarding the place, you know? You're not supposed to be friendly with strangers, but I think by now we're not strangers anymore, right? Uh, we have an established relationship. Anyhow. Oh, I go. I'll go walk a little more and then get the day going. Beautiful morning, beautiful, cool morning, yes. That's a nice, I think, possibly not an unusual run here, right, to have those... Uh, Cool morning, it's what, Tuesday today, yeah? So by the weekend we'll get to 32 degrees. Yes, yes, yeah. All right, yes. See you later, girl. Have a good day. Okay, oops, sorry. Uh, all right, silly bit. Let's see how they move away. <laughs> uh, I don't think I have anything to buy today. Yesterday I went to get a pack of beer. Only have three of those uh, San Miguel, and I got some Amstel, which is similar. And uh, I got myself a kind of like squid or calamari, or I don't know what you call it, poton? Is that called poton? Sounds weird. Anyway, I don't remember exactly the name, but I like it. It's kind of a little. In an aluminum can, you know, and I just uh, cook some pasta, put some pesto, some hummus, and then vinegar and mustard. Very, very nice. And tomato. So it's kind of a salad that I make. 
I wouldn't mind some arugula in there too, actually. And also I blanched some uh, cabbage that I put in there. And then that lasts me a couple of days. So I definitely got a you know, system for the food. Today I'm doing the lentils. And the only thing different that I'm doing now is that I don't buy as much mushroom because it just, uh, you know, they don't last four or five days. When you buy them in bulk, you know, they just start to get uh, slimy uh, or very oxidized. You know, obviously mushroom, you know, grow in the dark, so they don't like the light. And so, but I buy a little bigger bunch for the first batch because I love mushrooms. I love a lot of the things which are basically considered a healthy in quite a few circles. You know, onion, garlic, mushrooms, you know, vegetable, fruit. Uh, there is definitely, at times, controversy around, around grains, you know. Uh, and actually, even me, from my personal experience, you know, the idea of uh, higher fat, low carb, you know, it's going to be one or the other. And uh, uh, I am, you know, using a little more oil, mostly drizzling it on a salad, you know, instead of uh, cooking with it. But even that, not sure, not quite sure where I'm going with it, but uh, I'm definitely cautious, you know, and, uh, you know, reading, uh, actually reading uh, Walter Willett and even on Simon Hill in his podcast when he's talking to a bunch of experts and doctors and you know, people in the field of nutrition, that there is definitely a, there is a, a shift, you know, between two camps in terms of uh, some that believe that fat is a problem and those that believe that it's actually, in terms of weight management, you know, dealing with weight issue. So basically, you know, the low-fat group and then the, basically the low-processed carb group on the other side. Glucogenesis, I think it's called, uh, I think, or lipoglucogenesis, something like that. Basically, when uh, sugar, carbs, turns into fat, when you take too much in, you know, and it's, or you, it gets digested, you know, it enters the bloodstream so fast, and then it has to be, and then it gets stored up into... Uh, the muscle and liver as glycogen, and then when there's no more room, then it turns into fat. So that's that process. And some can say it's a very hard thing to do. Some of it just get burned, and basically some say, well, no, it turns into fat, and it's uh, and it's hard to get rid of after once you get it turned into fat. And then the other camp, which is, well, no, fat is fat, and fat is very easily stored. You know, the best way to process it is to store it. You know, you'll burn it if you have to, you know, the whole kitten, ketogenis. And, uh, but the, the default mode is to store the fat for survival. And so, interesting. Uh, I have to say, I am, uh, for me, I guess the one part that's interesting and that's so individualistic is that what works for you, you know, in terms of satiation, to feel satiated, satiated. Mm -hmm. Why is that word causing me so much trouble? To be satiated. And uh, I love carbs. I mean, I really, really, really enjoy them. But uh, now I kind of wonder, it's like, is, is it part of my dynamic of eating so much that I may not have enough fat? 
And maybe then I would be less hungry. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know what my, you know, where I am in terms of my weight. Obviously, there's, I haven't had a scale since uh, leaving uh, Valencia de la Concepcion. And uh, most likely won't be getting that weight back on. Even though pharmacy, if I'm not mistaken, in Spain, you have those uh, scales that you can weigh yourself on, but you have to pay for them. Even though it's cheap, you know, but I'm still like, nah, I'm, I'm not putting money to weigh myself. It just, it's one of those things that doesn't make sense, you know. And uh, so I wait. But the reason why I'm bringing my weight is, you know, sometimes you may think you are within a certain weight range. Oh, shit, is she right there by the fence? I think she is. No? No, she is not. Okay, good. Uh, and then you may just over, you may be just have a weird distorted image. You know, we do have dysmorphia, right? The, the self-body image, which may not have anything to do like anorexic people, you know, just feel like they are fat when, you know, they're, they're getting ridiculously dangerous. You know, I think it's possibly on the short term way more dangerous to really be underweight than overweight in terms of what happened to organs and a lot of things. When you just don't have enough energy for the body to function properly, then it kind of shutdowns and I think organ failure and it's really problematic. So I honestly don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't have a big belly and all of that, but I don't know, you know, if my my BMI has increased since uh, I've become sedentary, you know, mainly sedentary. So, who knows? But anyhow, okay, I need to look for recycling here. I've only picked up one bottle. So, talking about nutrition. Uh, Anything else for you folks? Sorry, I'm gonna drag you with me all the way until the, the door of the albergue. So I'm walking by vineyards, of course. You can see the bundle of grapes. Uh, what do you call it? A, gra a grape, uh, my goodness. What do you call the, okay, yeah, it's called the head of garlic, but what do you call the thing of grapes? Oh my goodness, I can't think of the word. But they are getting, you know, I've seen them on the Camino. They were insignificant, they look like seeds, you know. And now they're getting plump. So the water is filling them in. And of course here, they've had quite a bit of water. So we are in July. So I would guess uh, by the end of August, they will be... They will be ready, and uh, I'm going to try. I am going to try. Hold on, passing a call here. Buenos dias. Yeah, as I'm walking by this property here, on the fence on the outside, there are grapes. We're trying to be look for places to to enjoy them. That would not mean or require me going into those fields. And where those people are laboring, it is hard. You know, the idea of not justifying that, but I mean, in a way, it, not in a way, it is stealing. And it is stealing from those people works. I mean, you know, if people do a lot of things to have those vineyards healthy, free of bugs, treating them and all of that. So we go. 
and uh, yeah, it's it's a lack of respect, you know, like somebody in the albergue going into the staff drawer when he shows on the door. It's for the staff, you know. So it's a uh, and something that I've done, you know, at times when I go into an albergue, I don't really touch it, but I'm always curious, you know, if it's uh, accessible or like the fridge, you know, show like a a staff drawer. Anyhow. Alright, going back up here. I'm gonna go down to go up the stairs. Gonna enjoy the stairs. Get my uphill. Okay, yeah, the backpack is a little easier. Here is a Coke bottle. I think that's good. I have my two two items. And then the the can. I have a couple of squashed can of soft drink. I'll get those for my before 11 o'clock second walk that I do right before opening the albergue. So I don't think I have anything to buy from the store today. Tomorrow is a produce day, Wednesday, when they come to town. And so, and that day is different the way I do things because of uh, getting there early so I don't wait. Sometimes you may have three or four people in front of me, you know, and then not having to wait those 10 minutes in line. So, ooh. and uh, I think for now I'm gonna keep on buying the cabbage and, you know, the fruit, mushroom, onion, carrot, peppers, the usual suspect, basically. So, okay, you know what? Here, I'll make an exception. If he has a cauliflower and broccoli, that's what I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna get this time. I'll get the cauliflower and broccoli change. Cabbage is perfect for me because it's not, uh, it's kind of the, the, what you call it, the Savoy cabbage. It's kind of between the green and the Savoy, so the leaves are not quite as stuck. So you just peel the leaves as you go. And I use a stem, the stem that's kind of uh, basically at the cabbage level, I use that as well. I laminate it and then I eat all of that. So it's just perfect to just use that as you go along. I don't cut into it because if not, if you do, it oxidizes. You'll see after a few days, it starts to get dark. So, so it's very, very nice. And, uh, but anyway, so here's my commitment to, I do love cauliflower and I love broccoli too. I really like all the cruciferous. Here's, you know, here's some other, what I considered very healthy uh, produce, you know, that I, that I could eat a lot of. I could easily eat a whole head of uh, cauliflower, easy, in one setting, and for sure, easily two, two heads of broccoli, uh, no problem. Anyhow, I have such a voracious appetite, I really do. Anywho. Anywho, so here we are, coming to the Plastic band. So the loop that I'm doing every day, it's not getting to the place where it is well picked up, meaning the recycling. There is a, you know, of course, like a pack of cigarettes or funky stuff, I don't pick up trash. But uh, 
it makes me happy when I find recycling to pick it up. You know, it feels like I'm cleaning something, but then it's also then putting that's doing my part in that recycling process, whether or not the stuff is going to end up being recycled. That's not my deal, but I feel good about being that kind of cog in that machine, and I'm okay to leave it at that. I don't need to know what's happening to it. You know, it's uh, it just feels good to put it in that yellow bin. And just in case you don't know, in Spain, most of Spain, I'm pretty sure, most all of it, maybe Catalonia is different, try to be different than Spain. Yellow is for plastic and metal, aluminum and tin can. Blue is for cardboard and paper. Uh, green is for glass. And then you have uh, one for oil. I think it's, is it orange or is it orange for secondhand clothes? So you have one for secondhand clothes, one for cooking oil. And then there are some places, it's either going to be brown, gray, or like organic waste. So in cities, it would actually have a bin to where you can put your leftover food. Some even have, which is very cute. I've seen that in Spain. They have a little brown bucket with a handle, and they have a place. They have a place outside of the door where they can hang it. And, uh, oh, okay. And then people come in, what hybrid is, every week, or I'm not sure how often. Anyway, all right, guys, I'm back in. I'm gonna let you go. Have a beautiful day.